you can okay. you can answer them quickly or you can take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They're dumb, so we apologize ahead of time. <laughs> Ash likes to make up games. You just have I to like, you know, just have to indulge. Hey, I fucking love dumb questions. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm, yeah. always, I'm always asking rhetorical, stupid stuff to the cast, so this is my element. Welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode number 225, and I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Scott. I'm Ash. And uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Yes, iZombie fans rejoice because Raul Coley is actually on our show this week talking about games, talking about iZombie, talking about what he finds inside the box, what he likes to eat on his pizza. He is a, a charming awesome gentleman and um as i say all the time we have guests i kind of want to be this guy's buddy yeah yeah i think time permitting he could fill in for any of us should one of us not be able to make the podcast absolutely good yeah Yeah. he is very much uh one of us and it was uh really cool of him to come on the show and hang out and and talk about his adventures and um and uh, i think you guys will like this one you know we get to talk about games a lot um you know we have a lot of guests on the show but Sometimes they're just not the biggest gamers like we are, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Raul absolutely is a huge, a huge gamer. So just a little we, inside, we, inside baseball. We we talked about games on the interview, and then the interview ended, and then we kept talking about games. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> so, might hear a couple weird cuts in there because we're gonna throw that extra stuff in because it it was really good. So oh, you don't have to tell them that. Just oh, <laughs> let it be magical. Oh, you'll you'll hear some magical Scott cuts. You'll hear you'll hear the star you. wipe, and that means we cut it. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there an audio an audio equivalent of the star wipe? I would um, assume like a swoosh. Yeah, yeah, like a swoosh. We should start adding swooshes to all of our things. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It's good. something we need to work on then. And you know what? Um, <laughs> As a group. <laughs> you know what? I think it was in last month's loot crate. Actually, Raul was actually in the dead crate um, talking about I Zombie. So who brought us this episode, Matt? What an amazing segue! You know. That's a great segue. Loot crate <laughs> brought us this episode. No way! Coincidence. Yeah, weird, right? Just after you brought it up. Uh, the theme for March is Versus, uh, because there's a big Versus movie coming out, I hear. So uh, we're exploring some of pop culture's greatest rivalries. Dark Knight versus Man of Steel, Alien versus Predator, Spock versus Mirror Universe Spock, Daredevil versus Punisher, Harley Quinn versus everyone? Yes. I hope we so don't that question. Question. You add that question mark every yeah. time. I love adding it. It's like my favorite... <laughs> That's the way it should read. I want to write them back and be like, that should have been a question mark. And an, like a question mark, exclamation point, question mark. You know, a little, little secret. Um, I wrote the copy for the past couple episodes and there was a, a line that said, everybody get looty. I actually wrote that just so you had to read it. <laughs> you said it for like three weeks. Everybody get looty. I'm Ron what? Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> Uh, so head on over to lootcrate.com slash ratedna and use the code ratedna to get a discount on your subscription and get your looty goodness uh, all year long if you so choose. Um, but please do it. You get shirts, you get yeah. pins, you get little books and boxes you can display it in. It's yeah. pretty great. And you help out our little show. You do? The little show that could. <laughs> when, yeah. We cutting paychecks this Friday? or? <laughs> Hey, you know what we should do? We should let them listen to the interview. That's a good call. Our idea. Enjoy your interview with Raul Coley. Yay! 
right, so we are here uh, with a very special guest this week, and this is super exciting for me because I am a massive fan of iZombie. We're here with Raul Cooley, who is, uh, who is Ravi on iZombie, and you, for some reason, agreed to come on our show. Thank you so much, man. Oh, no, pleasure, Woo-hoo. man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is, this is exciting because um, you know we're all fans of the show, and uh, I, I want to say that this is one of my favorite shows on the air right now, and we were talking right before the show got started, and I've been following you on Twitter for quite some time, and the things that you tweet are like right in our wheelhouse. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, and I was joking, like this this guy is absolutely one of us. He like loves the same things we love. And you were actually just uh, you were just tweeting about the Sony VR just a few minutes ago, and I was like, oh man, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, nothing's. I, I guess when you're growing up, like I was always into like comic books and video games and all that stuff. But there seems to be it kind of has some sort of value nowadays for some reason like it's um all those things that we're interested in are kind of geek chic and cool i guess so a lot of people are always kind of interested in what we have to say about video games and 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 comic book culture and stuff so um right now it's fashionable we'll see what happens in a few years yeah right in a few years they'll be rounding us up and throwing us (laughs) in a pit someplace (laughs) (laughs) when the when the next round of comic book movies are terrible we'll still be content to just still sit around and talk about it yeah absolutely absolutely so um let's like normally when I, you know, when I have guests on for the first time, we have guests on for the first time, I ask, I start out with the origin story because I, I do want to hear about you, you know, growing up and playing games. But I really just, out of curiosity, want to know what you're playing right now. On pause right now is The Division. Oh, my God. Us <laughs> too, man. <laughs> same, yeah. Exactly the same. Um, but it's, <clears throat> I don't know how long I, I, I have on it because um, I'm not, I'm not a real big multiplayer kind of guy. I don't like. Like, I play video games to not fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to people. It's always been a kind of escapism for me. So MMORPGs kind of go against everything I game for. So I, I, I'm playing it because it's relevant. It's a big game. I think it's important to check it out. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, well, I need to party up and experience mm-hmm. more of the, the social aspects. And, and that's probably where I'll probably just, like, delete it. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's it, great. It's it's a great game. It is a really pretty game, and you're right. It is hard because a lot of these games are now built with multiplayer in mind, and I totally, I totally feel you. Sometimes you just want to be by yourself and and kind of zone out and not have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, and it's hard when a really gorgeous game like The Division comes along that and doesn't necessarily require multiplayer, but there does come a point where you're like, oh man, this would be better with more people, but I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah, let alone yeah, you the, uh, like you're missing the kind of full experience, right? By playing it mm-hmm. like it's The Witcher. That's how it kind of it feels like yeah. I'm not getting the full experience out of it. So, um, yeah, we, me and the me and Division don't really have long left in our relationship. Not long left, huh? Did you play through The Witcher by chance? I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, again, I but I had to drop that because I go through periods where, especially with work while we're filming a zombie. Yeah. Um, I could have six days off <clears throat> between filming um, just because of the way the script is and I can throw myself into something put in you know 100 plus hours and then find out oh no I'm in every day next week and what happens is by the time I return I've like almost lost touch it's really weird it's like, <laughs> yeah no I, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, I kind of don't get solid evenings where I'll sit down and play a little bit at a time it'll just be binge gaming and then stop binge gaming and stop so it's kind of mucked like I did that with Metal Gear I've literally just stopped at the boss battle about a month ago I don't know why so now you're so close yeah but then 
who, how long is it going to take me to get back to my old snake skills? You know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's really yeah. it's really true. And there is a, a really steep learning curve, especially for a game like Metal Gear, where mm. the, the systems are really complicated. That's why, like we were talking about this the other day on the show, I rarely go back and play the DLC in games, even though I might be like one of the suckers that buys the season pass, just because. It it is. It's kind of it's kind of daunting to go back and be like, oh shit, I forgot how to get around my base and forgot how to equip stuff. Like I don't yeah, remember yeah. this. Arkham Arkham's like I, I I'm a huge Batman fan and and when Arkham came out, that's all I, you know, did pretty much. And then when the when the DLC rolls around, I'm done. I put that game to bed. I'm sorry, I just did. I I I, I finished it's it's as much as I wanted to do. I completed what was on the disc. And then I got all this extra stuff, and I was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. DLC doesn't really work for someone like me. Yeah, mm. no, I, I totally feel your pain. Well, let's let's go into the uh, the way back time machine, mm. and uh, let's talk about you when you were a wee young. And when did you first, uh, you know, get interested in pop culture and games and all that stuff? Um, <clears throat> I think my earliest memory was my my dad had it's a, it's a computer in the UK called an Mstrad, and um, he had one, and it was it's not like an Atari or anything. It was it used to load cassette tapes. Oh, wow. It takes about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like Sony Walkman cassette tapes. And you would load them for about 10 minutes and then it would have some sort of rudimentary game or whatever. And um, I think me and my old man would, would, would play on that for, I think I was probably about two or three. It oh, was wow. one of the That's earliest great. things. Yeah, man. It was one of the earliest. And <clears throat> and also um, film. Film was, film was a, a, a big thing because... I think Masters of the Universe. I have this memory of, oh, of wow. being obsessed with He-Man, and I was on—I was remembering my first holiday, so I was three years old, and I just remember like jumping around. It was when Dolph Lundgren, you know, when Dolph Lundgren, yeah, was, oh yeah, of course, you know, yeah, when he's yeah. flying on those discs. Yeah, oh, my gosh, yeah. Right? <laughs> we had like these little couches that were circular shaped, and I remember being three years old, just reenacting, and that's how I kind of got into acting. It sounds really weird, and uh, but but. All my memories of my earliest kind of forays with acting were were mimicking Ralph Macchio or Michael Keaton oh, wow. or Dolph Lundgren or Sylvester Stallone and and just, just great eighties pop culture movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just literally it raised. And I remember like me and my, my my two older cousins, we literally would reenact every fight sequence from Karate Kid with all the words. I was always Ralph Macchio because I kind of <laughs> looked like it when I was a kid, and um and that was that was my first real kind of I really enjoyed like role play and and, and and pretend but film and and gaming have always been pretty much the soundtrack to my life and mm-hmm. they never they sort of I don't really remember a time when it wasn't present and yeah. It, and it's yeah it just sort of raised me from there that's really I mean it must be really cool for you now to be to be on this show that is you know based on a, a comic book and mm. you know and has so many fans um i was i was lucky enough to actually be at your sdcc panel uh, no shit you yeah there. i was there man um so i was i you know my wife is also a huge fan of the show so we were mm. there like right in the front and uh just seeing you guys up there having such a good time just beaming it must be really unreal because you know you're a lot like us i can just tell it's a child of pop culture and then yeah. to be kind of up there, you know, and, and be a part of it must just be really fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I didn't really um, work very much from, from the age of sort of 20. I think I got out of drama school when I was 20. Um, and I got iZombie when I was 28. So for those eight years, I, I, I mainly did just commercials. No one in the UK wanted to fucking touch me. Like, yeah. I could barely get a line in a, in a TV show. 
which is insane now because it's like these guys come along and they give me one of the lead characters. Right. And to consider that before that, for eight years, no one would go near me. I was like the plague. And, um, and then like getting the role and flying out to Vancouver and meeting Rob Thomas and, and, um, uh, and doing what we were doing and meeting DC, for me, the kind of the moment it really was like, fuck, this is, this is yeah. insane was my first CDCC, which was sitting behind, <laughs> having the logos behind me and my own nameplate. Yeah. That, that Crazy, moment, right? <laughs> yeah, that moment was like... You're like, this is real. Shit. Yeah, and it's never going to be the same again. Like, this is it. This is... this is, this. is Your life's just changed like that. Yeah, and, and, and um, fans in the nerd culture are very passionate, as you know. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it, it's like, and also, like, just prior to that, a year ago, maybe even two before that, like, you know, I would you know, illegally try and fucking see footage of um, Man of Steel's Comic-Con trailer, which was brilliant. But, like, <laughs> I, would, I would always try and sneak these things and I would always watch the panels as best I could, you know, from someone's filming it on their phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and even when I wasn't working, I used to say to my girlfriend, like, you know, I'll be up there, you'll see. That's, and I really that's did awesome. say that. And that's what was mental about it just all sort of happening. And, um, and I, loved, I loved doing the conventions. I love... I mean, I, I was at the, the, the London one queuing up Fancy Daniel's autograph. So to, to now kind of cross the line and be on the other side of that, it's, it's um, right. yeah. very grateful and, and it's, it's very humbling. Ah, I bet. I, and, you know, I actually I, I've heard the story of, um, of how you got hired for iZombie. And I think, yeah. it's a, I think it's an incredible story. If you wouldn't mind telling just for our <laughs> listeners, because it's crazy. It's like something mm-hmm. that doesn't, it doesn't happen. So it's no. honestly the equivalent of, of winning the lottery. Not to say that you're not a totally talented guy, because you are, but <laughs> I'm saying like the, the circumstances behind you getting hired um, in the United States are just insane. Yeah, I um, – <clears throat> so yeah, so if you imagine, I mean, set the scene, guy, 28 years old, lives in his parents' house and makes, you know, 100 pounds, maybe 200 pounds a month, if that. And um, and I've just been grinding and grinding and going to every audition I could and – and then um, I got this audition for 24, and I and it is relevant the 24 part. So I went in on a Friday for 24, and there was a big fuck up, and I only got my script outside the the, the office. Oh jeez! So when I got in, they apologized and said, "Hey, we know you you know you're not prepared. Um, we we apologize. Um, let let you know." And I really wanted this role. It was for the one set in the UK, and um, so we so they knew they fucked up. And when we got into the room. I, I wasn't able to deliver. I, I was still tr- struggling trying to memorize as much as I possibly could before, you know, within the five minutes beforehand. And, sh- and, and, and the person was a bit of a dick to me. And, <laughs> and I walked out of the audition. It was done. And I was, I was fucking livid. And I called my agent and I was just like, I'm sick of this, man. Like, you know, getting treated like this. This is just, and it's been 10 years of this, grinding and grinding and grinding. Nothing's fucking happening. And mm. I remember this conversation just outside the train station. And he goes, all right, cool. Look, I'm sorry, Raul. Listen, I've got an audition for you for this thing called iZombie. It's a pilot. And I was like, yeah, fucking send it. I'm gonna, you know. And I was so upset with the lack of preparation. I went so hard that weekend on this, this Ravi character. And I, um, so I, I, it was all out of just this anger about 24 and stuff. And then I go in on a Monday and they wanted this big energetic... Uh, doctor kind of character and I, and I and I was rattling this 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 two three scenes uh, two three page scene at like light speed you know I was I was giving them everything they want but then I got scared and I was like maybe I shouldn't 
Yeah, yeah. This is a risk because I could trip up here. I'm being put on tape. It's being sent to America. I sat down on this chair and I ended up seeing, which I don't think I've ever told anyone this publicly, I ended up seeing the computer screen where the girl was editing other people's tapes. Oh, wow. No way. And I could see him just before my audition and everyone had decided to not go for the energetic character and the big fun guy. Yeah. Everyone played it serious. And then I was like, fuck it. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with it, stick to my guns. I went in, we did it. And the casting director was really shocked and she loved it. So that was a Monday. They come back, bring me in on a Wednesday. Rob Thomas had some notes, gave me an extra couple of scenes. And then on Friday, I got the call. They were like, you got the part. That was it. <laughs> that's ridiculous, <laughs> man. And that's it. So what, I mean, I can probably guess what your reaction was like, but what did you, I mean, did you like drop the phone and like go to the bathroom in your pants? Like what well, in the hell? Well, it was like you're, you're, it kind of didn't come out of the blue. It was like, <clears throat> it's a really messed up thing, man. Like. You want to know every like when you're when when you're in this industry and and it's audition based and things like you want to know as much as you possibly can about where you are, mm-hmm. but that can hurt you at the same time. So you want to know: Am I down to the final three? Am I am I am I the last two? Everything in your body wants a recall or a, you know to know that you're making progress in that audition. At the same time, the more you find out, the more you could get hurt potentially. And now you have something to lose. So during that week, from Monday, I had nothing to lose. The minute she said it was brilliant, I had something to lose. Oh, On Wednesday boy. when they brought me in and it was the recall, now I had even more to lose. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's comforting, but it's scary at the same time. Yeah. By the time I got there on Friday, I was brought into the office, to my agent's office, to sign the contract for iZombie, the same one that exists now. I had yeah. to sign before they offered it to me. So now I'm, and then apparently they told me I was down to the last three. So I'm signing this documentation and this has never happened before. Yeah. And I've never auditioned for a pilot before. So this is my first ever pilot. And it's a fucking tape that's been sent off. So <laughs> I don't meet Rob or Diane or anyone to kind of charm. It's just a cold tape. Right. So by the time I got the phone call, it was one in the morning. I was playing FIFA. And because <laughs> I couldn't sleep and I knew I was going to get this phone call to tell me if I had it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the time I, I got it, it was just it's funny how within a week you've already built in sort of uh, how can i put it you're just alone with your thoughts it's like it's just you and you're it's like tuesday you're waiting thursday you're waiting right yeah yeah yeah. and but but you kind of already are attached and and it's already become a journey so it wasn't like a a lightning bolt where it was like oh my god out of nowhere i I, this tape i sent no like for a week, I ate and slept eyes on me. Right. Yeah. So by the time I got it, it was just relief. You know what I mean? My emotions were so just just jacked from 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 the process. Absolutely. You, it, you it's had sort of like you bought into it mentally, right? Yeah. 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 You're fully committed by then, I'm, and and and, unfo- and it's silly to but but you have something to lose. The minute you find out that you're you you know you're close or they like your character this thing switches and now 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 you start being hard on yourself now you you're trying not to lose this thing you have no control over so yeah by the time they called me for the for to to confirm ravi i um yeah i i I was just relieved and then then i shit my pants (laughs) (laughs) the next two weeks was oh my god my first scene in the pilot has more dialogue than the first eight years on camera in my career (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's the awesome. next title. Yeah, so it was been a been a crazy journey, man. And it, I, I mean, you, I've sorry, Ash. Uh, I don't remember what what interview I heard this in, but I, I've heard before that that contract you sign 
is crazy. Like it's, it shows you like essentially what you're going to make for the next three years or whatever. It's like seeing six, your, six, your life six or seven years. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like literally seeing what your life could be for seven years. And then, but you don't actually have it yet. It's just like a out of front to get, you know, out of the negotiation phase kind of thing. Oh right? yeah. It's a messed up thing. It's like, they might as well, they might as well show you pictures of your mansion. Do you know what I mean? And your new showbiz friends at the audition and go, if you get it, this is all yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it's so terrifying. It's, it's so, yeah, it's, it's just one of, like I, the one I signed in, and it's kind of an industry standard. Um, most shows now, they kind of commit you to about six or seven years. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so, so I, you know, I, we have to sign that before we're offered the, the thing. So, and this, what sucks is, is that like, they could show you that great contract and it could be, you know, it would change your life and everything's great. But your pilot, you, I mean, yeah. you have to sign before the pilot. Your pilot might not get picked up. There's right. so many oh, yeah. A lot of variables. That, yeah, and it really is just, it's exhausting. And, and um, both me and, <clears throat> I've been quite ill recently and I was like, I don't know why, but I realized that it's, again, it's, it's the last few days about when we found out we were renewed yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. say congrats. By the way, that Thank was you. awesome. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, it's it, we that exhausted me. It depleted me for some reason. Again, more emotions. Like, oh, I'm working for another year. Mm, it's, yeah, you're just always in this constant roller coaster of emotion and, right. and doubt, and then security. And one minute you're hot, and you can go on Twitter, and twenty, you know, two thousand people tell you how funny and handsome you are. <laughs> and the next minute you're this big fat fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's like constantly, like that's what you do, man. Like, yeah. and I see why some actors and and people in the showbiz just fucking snap. Well, it's, yeah, and uh, plus you you've, you're building relationships with you know the crew and the cast, and it's like, man, it's like, am I going to see those people next year? And then you have oh, that, yeah, of course, that moment yeah. of relief where it's like, holy shit, I am. I mean, just seeing you guys at San Diego Comic Con, like you could definitely see that there's you know a, an incredible rapport. Like you guys are just are really really tight. Oh so, hell yeah. yeah, this is this is proper like. This is a proper crew. Um, yeah. Like, I, I know a lot of TV shows, they, you know, it, it's good publicity to say that the cast hang out and they're good friends. Like, no, this, this one's legit. Like, we're, we're all stupidly close and, and, um, and it really kind of, you know, I know you said, like, <clears throat> it must be great for me to be on this show, to be employed and to, to, to be on a comic book show and, yeah. and, and have all of those things. But really and truly, if I didn't have, the relationships I have with the cast mm-hmm. and crew, it wouldn't matter what the fuck this was. This could be Star Wars and I'd be miserable. Mm-hmm. Like it's the fact that these it's it happens to be Malcolm and David and Buckley and, and Ali and Rose. And that's the that's our group. That elevates it above anything. That that doesn't it doesn't matter whether we're DC Vertigo or or or, or image. It doesn't matter. It's it's right. all about that rapport and and that's what we're the most sort of grateful for. Yeah, that's 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 really so. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about Ravi and you know uh, I read so I think it was on your Twitter actually that when you are actually filming you sort of have you have a bit of a process you actually don't watch serious stuff you you kind of just watch mm-hmm. comedies while you're mm-hmm. filming. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that because I thought that was really cool when I stumbled across that. Yeah, I uh, there's no there's no sort of rule. I learned this at school, which was there's no rules or set ways to act. There really right. isn't, man, and it's 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 an art, and there's you know, you do what you need to do to get where you need to be. And for some of us, some people are able to just enjoy their lives, clock in at work, perform, do a great performance, and go home. Unfortunately, I can't. I'm not that skilled. Yeah. And for me, I'm a very very moody, 
um, grumpy fucker. Like, like <laughs> everyone, at work, everyone, I am. You'd, you'd be shocked how everyone's always like this grumpy motherfucker. Like that's, you know, that's what I am. And, I've always been that way. and then I have to play this character that is just the happiest, like ball of energy. So uh, it kind of was like what, the biggest thing I used to do was music. Music was my my biggest process. So I have this playlist on my iPod. And, it, you know, whether I was pissed off in the morning or happy, doesn't matter. When I drive to work, I blast that playlist. And yeah. by the time I've, 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 I've arrived on set, the energy levels are up. I'm ready to muck around. I'm, I'm, I'm telling jokes. And, and, it, and I run with it for the rest of the day. And it kind of helps me keep Ravi at a certain um, <clears throat> happy scale. Yeah. Then what happened was after season one, I felt like I ran out of jokes. And I was like... <laughs> oh no, I'm now a comedian as well and my delivery is going to become really, really obvious all the time. What do I do? What, you know what I mean? Mm, I, yeah, I kind of stressed yeah. in season two. So I just started binging on comedies and uh, my, my, my go-to hero is Ricky Gervais, but I had borrowed so much from him. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, oh shit, this is like almost plagiarism. Like, what do I do? So I started watching Arrested Development and um, God, all the shows of uh, Parks and Rec and uh, Key and Peel. I was just watching everything I possibly could uh, that called itself a comedy, just for a new way to approach a punchline, or um, just to keep things. I want to keep the viewers entertained, man, and I don't want. Yeah, yeah. I don't want people to be able to guess the Ravi punchline. I don't want them to know the delivery that's coming. And and uh, so yeah. So while I was out here, man, I I, I literally stayed away from anything. I've got. I, I will always watch three TV shows over and over again, and that's Sopranos, The Wire, and Deadwood. Oh, that'll uh, kill oh, you, wow. man. Oh, my gosh. I could watch Sopranos for breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm good with violence and, and dark stuff. Um, but while I was out here, it just, it just couldn't. I, nah, I don't need that in my life. I'd rather I'd, – I'd probably be doing better if I was watching a, 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 a comedy film or listening to a fun podcast or um, – and then as soon as we wrapped, I watched Jessica Jones. So that's, so you good, know, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn good. I, I, they're slow burners, those Marvel shows. They, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, I've fallen asleep through Daredevil and Jessica Jones like six times trying then, to get through. But then those action scenes when they, when they oh, kick they're in. Still, yeah, they're yeah. They're, it's just they are, they are slow burners and it's, you know, there's a reason films are two hours long. Right. Absolutely. When you have that much kind of, um, and empty space and, and quiet moments and and uh, and real cerebral things like film really indulges in in quietness and beats. TV can't because they're right. scared to change the channel. So Jessica Jones and Daredevil are in this weird thing where they are literally like ten hour movies. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that can really fuck with kind of your concentration level sometimes. No, I, you know I, I totally hear you. I, I, as much as I loved them, you were t- there are times where you know it, it's very drawn out and very very slow. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that it's just it's a different way to watch a superhero story. So I wasn't quite expecting it either. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, you know, it's funny what you were saying about you know watching shows like Deadwood and stuff, and I can imagine that that would really, you know, that would impact you know your performance i think that's really cool that you just kind of purge those for a little while and and go straight for the funny because you're right like ravi is just an incredibly funny character and having to be funny all the time day in and day out is must just be totally exhausting you know it's it's um i mean it has its pressures man like i'll read a script and 
to be honest, man, there's not much improvisation. Like, I think a lot of people, and that's a mark of a good show and good writing, a lot of people think we do get to improvise a lot of what we say. Right. And we don't. It's, it's, it's Rob and the writers. They, 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 they know our voice, and I'll read a script, and I could lazily just turn up to work and, and just deliver what they said, and it's still funny. Like, they're, it's all, the work's all done anyway. But, right. you know, I, I, I still like to have fun with it, and I still like to give... Like if if we have one scene, there'll be like three Ravi punchlines in there, maybe in a morgue scene. I like to maybe if I can throw in an extra two of my own or a look that they weren't expecting or a delivery. <laughs> so because I still enjoy playing the character and I really enjoy the the, the, the you know being on the show, right? I I, I want to give as much as I possibly can and and keep surprising the directors and 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 the producers and stuff. Well, he's such a fun character, and you're you're kicking so much ass with him. And uh, oh, cheers, man. Yeah, it's it's it's. I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm really stoked. You guys got a third season, which is going to be super fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see, see how we left it off. It, like we leave it. In oh man, I can't wait. This place, man. Like, how many episodes yeah. are left in the season? A handful, just a handful. Uh, so you are about to see fifteen, I think. Is next yeah, week. I think it's 15. so. We we I'll see. We we just wrap nineteen, and that's it. So. So just yeah. a few more. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens. And I, I'm I sure I'll be tweeting at you like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I mean, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I, I think the last two are a double bill anyway. I'm uh, sure of it. So we'll be off the air in, in, in less than a few weeks uh, awesome. until season three. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see who the hell she eats next. It's always like, you know, that's always the wild card. Like, what are we going to get? Yeah, of course it dictates the whole episode. Yeah, it's super fun. So we have a, a bunch of silly lightning round questions. Um, you can answer these literally any way you want. You can okay. you can answer them quickly or you can take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They're dumb, so we apologize ahead of time. <laughs> Ash likes to make up games. You just have, I to, like, you know, you just have to indulge hey, I fucking love dumb questions. So <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm, yeah. always, I'm always asking rhetorical stupid stuff to the cast, so this is my element. <clears throat> you'll, you'll like these then. We, we okay. spent... Uh, so much time putting these together. <laughs> That's a lie. We didn't spend that time. Uh, all right. So here, here's the first one. What is the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater? Oh, fuck. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. Wow. That is a good one. That's quality right there. That is. I, I remember seeing that in the theater myself. That was definitely a classic. That's my earliest one, I think. Yeah. And then, of course, you go home after that and beat the crap out of your friends. You know, that's... that's <laughs> like, all of yeah, those movies, you just... <laughs> I had this huge peach addiction because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, all right. Would you get along with the 16-year-old version of yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Would I get along <laughs> with it? Yeah, I would because we haven't fucking changed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know why I'm confessing. I haven't showered in three days. <laughs> I've been in my apartment eating crap and playing video games and look, you know, just being a general dickhead. And <laughs> I was doing that at 16. So... Yeah, there you go. yeah, we'd get on just fine. Nothing's changed. <laughs> High fives and hanging out. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, which video game do you wish had a sequel that does not have a sequel? Ooh, that's a great, great question. It's a hard one because I don't even know I'll how I would you, answer this. <clears throat> this is going to be a cheat. Oh, no, it's not a cheat, actually. Fuck that. I want the sequel to Red Dead Redemption. Oh, to Red Dead Redemption, please. Absolutely, that yeah. is a brilliant it's one answer. One of my favorite games of all time, and and I know it's I, I I can feel it coming anyway, so I think I might get my wish. I really hope that you're right. I would love, love, love to see. See, it. it we're gonna spoil Red Dead right now, just for our listeners, but it ends on such a down note. I kind of want to see 
I want to see the story when he was like a young badass when Marsden oh, was. Oh, you want badass. to have a prequel? Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. do. I'm not a huge prequel fan, but man, I love that character so much. I loved his story. I loved this the <laughs> whole like. It's been a long time, so I don't remember it all that well. But I remember, you know, he was like a bank robber, and you know, he fell in love with his wife, and kind of left his life of crime. I want to, I want to hear that story before the I'm, the Oso set and kind of re, re just resetting. Oh yeah. Um, vein of grand theft and telling another story oh that's probably what they'll do that's very rock star they might even do multiple characters again like they might do the franklin trevor uh michael thing you know who knows you might play more at any given time um i just want i I, i'm obsessed with with the wild west um and yeah i it's one of my favorite games of all time red dead almost got me a job at rockstar yeah that's fucking awesome yeah red dead's just yeah it's you know, everyone wants to talk about the Nintendo 64 because we're all of that generation, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. nine times out of ten when people go, what are your favorite games? If you don't say Ocarina of Time or GoldenEye or something, like usually you looked as like a freak. Yeah, and yeah. as much as they are up there, like they are, um, and Night's Old Republic, like Red Dead, it just did something, man. It just, it yeah. just, just had everything. It was Absolutely. the perfect game for me. They just they hit um, an emotional tone, I think. That absolutely. Was just, yeah. Like it yeah. was just, it was great. The use of music was so well done, and, and oh, yeah. sometimes they played soundtracks over the uh, uh, like Compass and stuff. Some of the songs that played was incredible. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was amazing. It's not it's not nearly as good as Red Dead, but did you ever play Bully? There, it was like a previous. I never got around to playing Bully. It's, I, uh, I always wanted to, man. It's so crazy. It's it's the typical you know rock star thing that they do, but it's set at a like a private school with mm-hmm. this kid who's just trying to navigate sort of the you know the the politics of being. Uh, like a middle school or high school student in a private school and like dealing with all this crap. And, uh, but you know, in typical red dead or like grand theft auto fashion, he rides like a bicycle around the town, like around the private school and can do all the crazy stuff that you would do in those other games. And just the whole premise of it makes the whole game ridiculous. Cause he's just a kid, you know? Yeah. 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 It's wild. Or just, uh, are you looking forward to anything coming up, coming out? Any games? Um, Oh yeah. I, um, like you got the usual offenders, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for uh, Uncharted, obviously, and yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy. Final Fantasy is going to be fun, and um, yeah, I mean, the, but for some reason, and No Man's Sky, I, I can't wait to, to to check out No Man's Sky. But um, fucking Doom, man! I don't know why. There's something about Doom, and I, it's not like I was the biggest Doom fan before yeah. this year. But Doom has just got me. Like, I'll always like hone in on a game for the year and be like, and talk about it until people want to fucking throw up. Yeah, yeah. And Doom is just that, man. Like, there is something. I'm just ready for it. It's just come at the right time. I'm 30 years old, and and that old school Duke Nukem Doom gory fucking. There's just I don't know. There's something visceral about. It. I just really yeah. Doom I'm just, they're a ton of fun, and that the new Doom looks absolutely incredible. I really I really hope it's it's solid. I can't wait. And I didn't get to play it at E3 either, but um, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, Doom's going to be my, my game of the year for this. For did this you go year. to E3 last year? I did, yeah, my first ever one. Oh yeah. no, shit, it was my first one last year too, man. Awesome, awesome. All right, so here's a an iZombie theme question: um, Would you mind being a zombie, an iZombie zombie? Um, ah, good question. Okay, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I, for narrative wise, I wouldn't care for it. Um, I really like I like Ravi, and I think there's so much more to explore with him. He's one of the few characters no one knows anything about him. Um, you meet him in the pilot, and he just is who he is. And 
you know, there's a lot of things going on right now with the developing relationships with Peyton and Blaine and whatever. So I, I kind of don't, but the actor in me would absolutely love to keep playing different characters every week. Yeah, so, yeah. so that would be my, if ever I found out or I got the call and they were like, hey, listen, Ravi gets bit or scratched or whatever, eating brains and taking on the characteristics and, and doing that kind of with Rose would be awesome. I'd love to have a go at it. Could be terrible. Could be awful TV. But well, it's funny because I, I love him so much just as this, you know, as this comedic character who's sort of like, you know, he's sort of the backbone, like the Xander character that is mm-hmm. just is there in and everyone needs him to be there because he is very logical and funny and everyone he's like a, he's like a Giles Xander. Like Yes. Kind of very much Giles Xander. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't know what what I, I would love to see it because I think you would kick ass just, you know, all of a sudden being like a, a fucking assassin or something, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it would be odd, but I would be totally into it. All right. So this is, this is probably the hardest question I would say. Okay. <clears throat> You're stranded on a desert Island yeah. and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside that box? Oh, well, it's, there's, it's a big box. There's a few items in there. Okay. Um, it's a, a power generator. <laughs> That runs on renewable energy, like maybe a solar power generator. And a flat screen and, and a PlayStation. <laughs> that's it, man. I, 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 I don't even need to fucking eat. And I make it, you know, yeah, that's it. There you go. That's, that's, that's a bottom. great answer. I think that would likely be one of our answers as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, truly one of us. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go wrong with just, you know, sitting on a desert island with your console. That sounds like a great vacation. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, here, we're getting near the end here. Uh, you've been kidnapped. You can call on the characters from one television show to make a rescue attempt. Which show do you pick? Oh, I can call in the characters from a television show. That's a great one. Hmm. Damn, that, one's, that one got me quicker, harder than the... The, than the, um, the box? The box, the box yeah. Yeah, it's a hard Who one. you pick from a television show? It doesn't even have to be logical. You can really just pick... Oh fuck! Then I choose the the the, the, uh, the animated uh, X Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The '90s animated X Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is excellent. <laughs> Still the best theme song ever. Oh, one of the my best. Yeah, one of my first ringtones. Oh, there you. Go. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, that pilot still makes me laugh. If you watch it now as an adult, you're like, what the hell was this show? It was, it was great. I absolutely love it. So that's a great answer. Animated X-Men. All right. Last question of the evening. Uh, the perfect pizza is one topped with blank. I'm eating it now. It's, uh, I like Hawaiian, so ham and pineapple men's. Oh, wow. You're a man after my heart. That is my answer as well. Yep. I'm, I'm, yeah, a Hawaiian, I, I'm a Hawaiian lover. I, I grew up on Thai food. My mother's from Thailand, so <clears throat> I, um, a lot of our dishes – have sweet in them you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, i'm not opposed to having sweet as my main dish so um yeah the hawaiian pizza kind of speaks to that that's awesome well thank you so much for hanging out Raul. this has been like a, a super huge treat for us and we you know absolutely loved having you and the door is always open like we would I love to just have it, you back and hang out and talk about stuff uh where can folks find you on social media uh you can find me uh at raul cody 13 on twitter and Instagram and nah, don't bother with fucking Snapchat um, <laughs> or Tumblr. That'll do. Just Instagram and and uh, and, and Twitter at RollCody13. That shit flew by, man. We we, we like. I know. It's I feel crazy. like we've only been talking for like ten minutes. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It just it just does that. It's like magic. Yeah. 
iZombies on Tuesday nights on the CW at 9 p.m., correct? Uh, 9 8 Central, yeah. yeah. 9 8 Central, awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank thanks you so much, man. And the door is always open anytime you want to talk about games. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Take All care, right, man. Take care, Congrats See on ya. season three. Cheers, buddy. All right, so that was our interview with Raul Coley from CW's iZombie, and uh, I'm I am you know I had a lot of fun with this one. This guy was super cool, and um, I'm really glad he took the time to do this. It was just great, and I yeah. hope that we run into him at Comic Con this year so we can give him a, a leaping slow motion high five, and maybe we can do a reenactment of the Karate Kid with him as well. Oh, yeah. that would be great. That'd be amazing. A lot of crane kicks together. We we can be the Cobra Kai to his Daniel son. He fits in, and he talked about it a little. He fits into our our. Uh, ethos question mark i don't know he fits into our our theme of people who just kind of did the grind and worked their ass off to oh my to gosh get a break yeah this, and, and, the story of of basically essentially working hard for 10 years and yeah, not yeah. giving up and yeah. sort of like you reach that point where you're like oh man like if this doesn't yeah. happen then what and then you channel your energy into something positive and and like look what happens and it's right it's an incredible Absolutely. story. It's really amazing. Yeah, I, I remember stumbling across that story, which was only, I think it was explained in like, I don't know, a sentence or two. I, I stumbled across online and I was like, that's just an incredible story of how he he landed the, you know, the iZombie job. And, and you know, we make it sound like, oh, it's like it's, you know, this rare thing. I mean, it is an incredibly rare thing that never happens, but it's also a testament to his talent. Like, you know, the casting director yeah. probably wasn't a dummy and they, they cast the right person for the job. And now he's on this great show that is honestly, you know, one of my favorite shows on TV. And it's great that someone that is so, you know, um, you know, a member of the, the community of pop culture lovers is uh, on this show that is becoming a part of pop culture. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, I bet if you, you know, you, you joke about it, but I bet if you challenge him to recite lines from Karate Kid and act it out with you, that he'll, he'll probably jump right into it right away and you're going to look like a fool. Oh yeah. He probably <laughs> definitely. He'll have, all, he'll have all the lines ready and you'll be like, you'll be like, Put, put put him in a body bag. <laughs> that line is so brutal, right? Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, it's funny when he was talking about um, you know He Man and, and loving He Man as a kid. I one of my earliest memories as a little kid is getting picked up from daycare and my mom giving me a He Man figure, and then I became obsessed with He Man. Um, you know, when I was really really young, and I had you know all the toys. That's I used incredible. to cut up. They came with like little mini comic books, the He Man yeah. toys. Yeah, I remember. And I would cut them up and make my own comic books what? <laughs> so i would cut up all the panels and like restructure them to like make my own and then i put them in a photo album i still have it i'll show it to you guys oh that's awesome man but, yeah i had uh i had snake mountain oh did you yeah i never got grayskull or anything i but think i, I had grayskull but my mountain. mom like sold it all at a garage sale yeah my mom really? sold grayskull too yeah I, I just sold a box of broken gi joe's yeah. Oh man, it's, it's sad times. It's hard to let that stuff go. I still have a a box of broken uh, transformers, like the you know the old ones, the metal ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I I probably can never get rid of that. To be honest with you, I, still have I thought about keeping stories. it forever, but then I was like, I, I'm never gonna like all the rubber bands are broken. You know, oh yeah, it's hard to they're held together with rubber bands, and I was yeah. like. They're all broken, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm never gonna spend the time yeah. to like put these rubber bands back inside of the GI Joe character. You need to get a bunch of those, um, the little rubber bands that you use on your braces, you know, in middle yeah. school. Yeah, you'd have to get <laughs> yeah. a bunch of those. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow, we're we're way off the rails, aren't we? 
Yeah, what? Let's, let's just let's just close this fucker down. What do you say? <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds good. We got to go play the division, man. I know we're gonna go play some games. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode two hundred and twenty-five of the Rated NA podcast, and thanks to Raul Coley from coming on the show, which is unbelievable, and we're super stoked to have him on. I feel like there's um, gonna be an episode in the future where he just comes on to promote nothing, and then we're just yeah. gonna, we'll we'll review the division with him or something. Yeah. Like, that'd yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. We would absolutely like the Red that. Dead prequel will come out and he'll just come on and we'll just talk about that. Yes. If that uh, if that gets announced, we'll, we'll have him right back in a moment. Uh, that'd be so great. That'd be so great. But uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter and that's at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter. Uh, you can go to Facebook slash Nerd Appropriate on Facebook. You can email us directly and that's Matt, Scott, and Ash at NerdAppropriate.com. Or if you have a general question, you can email nerds at NerdAppropriate.com. And you can, of course, go to our YouTube page. Just do a little YouTube search um, for Nerd Appropriate. Well, and then slash we have, Nerd Appropriate, isn't it? It should be. I didn't want to say that because I don't, I don't really know. Well, Let's <laughs> find it out right now. All right. But you could go to our YouTube page. It which is. is. Something like slash. It is. It's slash Nerd Appropriate. And then we have some uh, old interviews and stuff up there as well. And you'll likely be able to find this one on there, too, if that is your preferred way of consuming our content. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with an all new show. Goodbye. 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 This is the part where I say things right. Mm. Say a couple of things. I say a couple of things, girl.